Blah. But that was that was trying to see if where so that was where I thought the lyrics came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was from a creepy book. Mm -hmm. I was reading creepy magazine, and all of a sudden, go back to that. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but go basically. Long story short, people, that I don't even know where that episode was. Long story. This was like over a year ago. Long story short, um, the the character starts saying, "Please don't feed my television screen." I'm going. Where else did he get that friggin' line from? But a creepy comic, and I checked. I did some Russell casualty snooping, and I was like, well, this was published. I put on my nerd hat, and I like was like, hmm, this was only published between 1971 and 1978. <laughs> I was like, and Glenn Danzig is a comic book reader. Therefore, so, I mean, it, it, it very, very, very possibly could have come for that and you know what i suppose you know i've talked about before like what what kind of questions i would ask glenn danzig like right off the bat that's what i'd ask him and he'd be like no i wrote that i made it up <laughs> but hold on before we do that we got to do tv casualty because i made my i made a discovery i made a discovery you guys um i discovered this about tv casualty so in creepy I, so I just called out TV casualties. So we'll do. Let's just do TV casualties. I was actually one the one I was going to say we should do. <clears throat> um, yeah, dude. TV casualty is sure, Robbie. Freaking awesome. I mean, I, I know no- this one by heart anyway, but we'll just All do right. it just so we have the lyrics we, up there. Now we we did. Um... Some of my favorite we, lyrics of all we time. We did delve into this one a while back, a little bit. Did we? With with your with your. Uh... Uh, with the first episode? No, 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 no. You you brought up that comic book. Yes, what? yes. But I think that's where it came from. So check that out. Creepy kids. Creepy. Um, this is my favorite. This is one of my favorite um, lyrics of his, and it again goes back to the beat poetry thing. It's you know again I can't, I'm sick of talking about this Bukowski 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 this is just Glenn Danzig trying to write something something like Charles Bukowski this you know? is peak that this is at his strongest of like mystic yeah. you know what I mean Bukowski style shit right just trying so hard to be like you know just again this this reads like beat poetry it's beautiful there are paint smears on everything I own. The vapor rub is lying on a table of filth. Christmas cards to which I never replied. And then here's what's interesting. My eyeballs absorb only blue filtered light. Now, this is the second song on Static Age. The first song talks about we're all blue from projection tubes. There's like, it's almost like there's a theme here or uh, there was maybe that. Sorry, what were you going to say? Concept album of sorts, maybe. Or not album, but, but EP of sorts or something. No, I maybe maybe just, a trilogy of songs. Yeah, just that he wrote those songs, probably at the same time or in the sim- thinking about that stuff. And they go know, right like, into what, like I know back in the day, they would just perform Static right into TV. So maybe right. they were meant to be kind of like a, like not. I mean, not, I'm not saying in the same side, but like a Wheel Rocky right into We Are the Champions, or like. A, <clears throat> I'm saying something like that where right. you're meant to be played together. 
Well, I think they're definitely meant to be played. They're supposed to be. They're almost like, in, in, in a, you know, in a weird kind. Oh, my God. Here's one for you. It's the same thing as what we just talked about. How, Robbie, before you came on, we were talking about how Teenagers from Mars goes right into Children in Heat. And what are Teenagers from Mars? We didn't even talk about how Teenagers from Mars relates to Children in Heat thematically. Right? Like a little bit. They're both about like teenage fucking from different perspectives. So there, here are two songs that go, that are probably written around the same time, Teenagers from Mars and Children in Heat. And go one right into the other. Although that's maybe not maybe not so because Teenagers from Mars was recorded all the way back in January of 1978, and Children in Heat was recorded a year later. So it's possible that they were written at the same time, but maybe not. But thematically, they most certainly go together, and it's the same thing with TV Casualty and Static Age to an extent. Maybe those teenagers from Mars came down here and gave the old hot beef injection, you know, to to our teenagers and now they're in heat it's very it's very possible it's very possible um but you know i, I definitely see a, a running theme what would the third song in each of these trilogies be daemona mania <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know uh, and what would be the third one for Oh, you know, maybe it would be Violent World. I don't know. In the the this this sort of TV cycle, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Is there? Do they? Maybe they're just maybe they're just dual duologies. You know, dual sort of kismet album things. I don't know, man. Um. Mm. So yeah. All right. Let's take a look at it. There are paint smears on everything I own. The vapor rub is lying on a table of filth. Christmas cards to which I never reply. My eyeballs absorb only blue filter right. So he's writing from this perspective of uh, an artist, I think, or some character that lives in a studio and just sort of is antisocial and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought it was like some guy that's pretty much just holed up you know, he, he paints a pretty good picture there just with those few lines, you know. That yeah. It's just the guy's living in squalor. It's just, you know, trashed. You know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's in ill health. That's why he's got vapor rub. Frankly, you know? it might be autobiographical. Think about it like this. There are paint smears on everything I own. Glenn was always painting shit in his basement. Yeah. The vapor rub is lying on the table of filth. He literally could have written that line sitting at his table in a basement, in his basement, right? Like, you know, if he yeah. had a table down there or something, and yeah. there's a vapor rub line there, he's, like, just writing there. He's like, hmm, I'm going to write something very, like, autobiographical like Bukowski does. Wow, I never even thought of that, that that could be right? autobiographical. And what, then... What, what more would a singer have, maybe, than vapor rub, you know, to, you know, open everything up? <laughs> Good point, wow. Russell. And then, and then Christmas cards to which I never reply. Like, um, you know, maybe that Glenn gets a lot of got got a lot of Christmas cards. Fuck Christmas, we go yeah. Christmas. You know, like, yeah. Just like, I always oh, read that wow. as he's he's too busy. But I like I like yeah. that too. You know, he's like, man. And he just sits man. in that basement watching when he's not doing art stuff. He sits down there and watches Twilight Zone episodes and old TV shows. His eyeballs absorb only blue filtered light from wow. his TV. <laughs> Rue says he's describing me. <laughs> I can't see. You know, my comments got jammed. Oh. Sorry. 
Uh-oh. Oh, I missed a bunch of comments. Sorry, guys. That I was wondering. I was like, why isn't this? Wow, I never thought of that being autobiographical. That blew my Vapor mind. Vapor Rub does not open things up. Right? Robbie, is that blowing your mind right now? Absolutely. Never thought of that. Like, check it out. So he's saying, I'm a T- TV casualty. Like, I'm a TV casualty. I'm a casualty of TV. We're all right. Don't worry about us. We're all right. And then here's, ready for this? I wish they'd put Prince Namer on the tube. Glenn is a big comic book Are reader. Guy? Right? Yeah. Oh, Hold on. I think I have to puke. There's a spot in the corner where I always go. I like to feed the flies that I know. So he, I just put this together for the first time. He goes, hey, hold on. I have to puke. I puke in this corner that I always go to puke in. And I like to feed the flies with my puke. I never thought about that. Yeah. Those three lines all sort of flow into each other. Yeah. Now, wasn't wasn't some of this... Didn't you find some of this in that creepy comic? There was something about the, the flies. The, um. Yeah. I don't. Okay. I don't remember that actually. I. It might be in there. I don't remember it. But he's saying I, I, the the one line I do remember. He says, "But please don't feed my television screen." What could that mean? I'll tell you what it means. Well, actually, I don't know what it means. But <laughs> here's what I think. Um. Please don't feed my television screen. He's saying how he feeds the flies that he knows. He feeds the flies that he knows with his puke. But don't feed my television screen with my puke. So he's he's saying, please don't puke on my TV. You know? Okay. Like, there's a spot. Hold on. I think I have to puke. There's a spot in the corner where I always go. I like to feed the flies that I know but please don't feed my television screen. So I feed the flies with my puke, but don't feed my TV with my puke. Please don't feed my television screen. And that's what comes from that creepy comic. Wow. You know? Yeah. See, it could have been that he he read that line in the comics, like, you know what? That would be a kind of a cool thing. And then he just built this whole song around that. Yeah. I just think, I, I, I just think that would be really, really cool. John says that Horror Hotel and Ghoul's Night Out always went together as well. That's interesting. Well, we got Loki. Hi, Loki. Loki's peeping at us. Hey, Loki. Loki dog. Talking about Bukowski, did Glenn ever mention him as one of his go-to authors? He sure did. He sure did in that uh, Pusshead Pusshead interview, too. Okay, both, right? Yeah, I was thinking about doing a whole... Someone suggested me recently to to tackle that thing. I was like, "Oh my god, that would be like a that would be like a a, a, a five hour a episode." I mean, <laughs> it's possible, but and Glenn mentioned him on the back of uh, Cough Cool, right? Oh yeah. So yeah. this is him doing Bukowski, and just really, I mean, again, it's so weird. I never. That's the first time I thought about it as autobiographical myself. But I'm telling you, he's describing his. He's describing his where he lives, and then he's just saying that he has to puke. I don't know if he actually has to puke, but it, it's just like, you know, in the liter, alliteration, TV the casualty. The third verse is where things get a monkey right. wrench. We, we are, this is this third verse is something else. It's That's what I mean. This is really favorite. Weird. My favorite thing in the world, but I don't understand it. I love this. And I you know what's funny? <laughs> When my wife was pregnant with my son, I used to always sing this. And she was like, shut the fuck up. And I was, babies in prison, they call it a womb. 
But could you imagine Frank Sinatra doing this one? Babies in Do it, Robbie. they call it a war. <laughs> Nine That's Robbie's guy right there. No parole. Slivers of steel stuck in your lungs. Breathe deep. We hey, need a donor for that's blood. That's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> I can't well, I say always... st- Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was that line about the slivers of steel. I always thought of like a lung brush or something. You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's that was just a picture that came to my mind the first time I ever heard that. Now, what that would have to do with a you know a baby in a womb, I don't know. But so I think that this. I think that he's writing this for the sake of it sounding good. I don't think it has anything else to do with the that's, earlier part of the song. That's sec- That's the second time, though, and it goes right into some kind of hate that he mentions something like iron or steel in a lung. Very true. Oh, look at you, man. Good, good point. You. That good point. The maggots in the iron lung will copulate. <laughs> Who would think that it's the eye of love? Of course it's the iron lung. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's how I like to say it anyway. Babies in prison, they call it a womb. So, but there's like some interesting sort of sardonic worldview, you know, cynical worldview. Babies in a prison, they call it a womb. Nine months, the sentence, no parole, right? What is he saying about life in that kind of way? That being, not being born is like being in jail, or literally just being in a womb is like being in prison. You know, it's interesting. Also, it looks like every two lines is really a different subject. So maybe the slivers of right. steel has nothing to do with that because it's the babies, the slivers, and then, then we start talking about jaguars, you know. All right. So here's what it could be. All right. This is really, this is really, uh, this is really, 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 uh, out there ready babies in prison they call it a womb nine months of sentence no parole slivers of steel stuck in your lungs maybe the lungs of the woman that has the baby in prison breathe deep we need a donor for blood meaning that she's you know what and well, go ahead no and just that then you know after death TVs, Jaguar, Cadillac, Zenith, and Sony's are all TVs that are grazing at your grave. And that goes back to that creepy comic where, oh, that's a good point. David's on to some stuff. He says he's changing channels. Those are the lyrics. Ooh. Wow. Ooh, I like that. Wow. I like that. That one's so much better. Like that. That, that, is, that is it right there. Babies in prison, they called room. Nine months of sentence, no parole channel change slivers of steel stuck in your lungs breathe deep we need a donor for blood channel change jaguars at the cemetery and when you think about what happens at the very end of this song that really just you know that ties it all together yeah you're right right and it goes into no 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 yeah that's that's great that's great but in the comic, in the creepy comic, there are there is like a TV. The TV comes to life, and you're supposed yeah. to feed the TV hot dogs. That's what happens in this, you know. Oh, this is good, too. He says, Halloween 3, remember the silver shamrock masks. Except that this predates Halloween 3, but that is really cool. Um, although, 
I, you know, I have a theory that Halloween 2 is where Glenn really starts to get into this idea of Sam Hain. And there was an interview that Erie Vaughn recently did that everybody should check out with the vinyl something. Great vinyl collecting podcast. One of the most illuminating interviews about, you know, just that whole time period. But he talks about how at the very beginning of Sam Hain, how Glenn was almost wanted to some of the art was going to be Michael Myers inspired from Halloween too, which really solidifies that idea. But that was Halloween two. Halloween three wouldn't come out until when? Nineteen eighty two. Right? So it's definitely not this song predates that for sure. For sure, without a doubt. Um, you guys got anything else for me on this one? This is that. Uh, David uh, really nailed it with uh, changing channels. That, yep, I like that. That was cool. I like that. So it starts off, it's just a dude in his basement watching different channels. And that's what he's seeing. Uh, oh, my God. All right, all right. One step further. One step further. Okay? Ready? Ready to really go down the rabbit hole outer space? Not, I mean, there is no way to know this pure conjecture. But what if, as he's changing the channels, that is his personal viewpoint of the world for each thing? This character that's autobiographical of Glenn, ba he's watching something with, with babies. So, babies in prison, they call it a womb, nine months of sentence, no parole. That's what I think about what I'm seeing on TV. Channel change. Slivers of steel stuck in your lungs. Breathe deep. We need a donor for blood. Channel change. You know, TVs are feasting on the corpse of, of us as people that consume this stuff. We are TV casualties. The end. Oh I like it. Yeah. Case closed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Good. Good. Let's move on. Let's move Somebody on. call Glenn and tell him what this song's about. Glenn. We got a hot take. <laughs> Shut up. It's about violence. You don't know what I'm talking about. No one ever did. Not when I get like this. Not when I get like this inside my head. My you know, head. When you, when you do that voice, you ever seen Osmosis Jones? Yeah, I have, but I, you ever it's seen, been you many seen, years. It's the freaking, it's the germ that's in, in uh, Bill Murray's armpit. That's what you, your Glenn sounds like. Really? <laughs> it's like an old mafia freaking German Bill Murray's armpit. That <laughs> is <nonsense>. probably <laughs> that is the craziest Ugh. sentence that I heard this week. <laughs> All right, ready? Here's what I wrote at the time, and I've talked about this once before, but we've never talked about it in this kind of way. TV casualty secret origins. I wrote, could this be the inspirational origin of the Static Age song TV casualty? Okay, fiends. It's a it's about to get seriously nerdy for a minute. Um, I recently acquired this gorgeous omnibus uh, omnibus like collection of Richard. It was Richard Corbin's work collected stories and illustrations from the horror comics, creepy and eerie from the 1970s. Both magazines are sort of descendants of the anthology horror comics like the EC ones from the fifties, IE tales from the crypt shock suspense stories and haunt of fear. One of the stories is called The Slipped Mickey from Creepy Number 54. Could these panels be the impetus for lyrics like Please Don't Feed My Television Stream? More of a stretch is the last panel with the dog being buried having something to do with TV brands grazing at your grave. 
Still, according to the collection, creepy issued number fifty, uh, creepy issue number fifty-four was published between nineteen seventy and nineteen seventy-nine. It is very possible for me to imagine a young Glenn reading this and then using it as inspiration to create Charles Bukowski beat poetry set to music. Another comic reference in the same song refers to Prince Namor from Marvel. I wish they put Prince Namor on the tube. Hold on, I think I have to puke. What do you think? And then there's a link here to buy it if you want to buy the, the, the thing, which you should totally check out and support because it's just awesome stuff here. I'll put that link in the comments for anybody. If anybody's interested in purchasing this sort of thing, I promise I'll go to the comments when Rusty Murdergram goes to get his thing. There you go. If you want to purchase this omnibus and check out what we're talking about in the flesh, you could do so right there. So here's what is being said in the thing. Ready? Don't pay attention to anything. They're just talking to the panels. Let me see what the blah, 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 blah. Um, master, 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 master. I did as you said. I fed the hot dogs to the television set, even though it wasn't hungry, and I had to cut my hands. You did well, Hugo, and it displeases me, which earns you a reward. And then the next panel is... This is progress rather uh, this is all progressing rather well, I think, but I don't take my word for granted. I'm demented. Have I introduced myself yet? I have in that case, my name is Mr. Dement. Fine. Thank you. Oh, what is it, Hugo? Master, master, ran out of hot dogs to feed the television set. So he's talking about feeding the television set. This is a running theme. And then this happens. Remember, Betty, Nugent's wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got it now, idiots. Well, anyway, he's he's narrating this. I see her stomach's feeling better, but then again, the click the click licks no chauvinist. I'll treat her just as I treated her husband. She's, and she's saying, "Wonder what's got ha- gotten into Howard, but I can't be. I can't quite be certain. But he seemed to be actually a trifle odd. Oh boy, what a treat it's going to be. So the TV set." sprouts a mouth with sharp teeth as you can see here and and then someone says i knew it i knew it hugo you're a genius it's all gonna come off superbly superbly my hunchbacked lackey i wonder what's on the tube have to replace that screen one of these days it's getting a little worn but it's like a mouth full of sharp teeth right (laughs) and then she's going and he's going yes sir hugo you're a despised genius but it's on the brink of insanity so that's cool. I don't even know what's happening in the story. But she goes, hum dum da da adjust the old color knob here. And, and then all of a sudden, the television turns into a monster with a big TV-shaped mouth. The television is starved, Hugo. Hee-hee! And the television chomps down and bites her head. Serves her right. She gave old hubby Nugent advice on my case when he was treating me. Madness makes for strange bedfellows. So the TV eats her. And then what else here? So then, yes, the dog, it's going to eat the dog. But it's basically this TV that eats things. So it's like, please don't feed my television screen, you know? Uh, And then at the very end, the dog gets sucked down by the uh, television screen, which was buried or something. And then, you know, there's a grave. Now, you know, yeah, it's kind of like a far, it's a bit of a jump in some instances, but the idea of the feet, the line feeding my television screen or feed, feeding hot dogs to the TV, it just seems like a demented concept 
ran out of hot dogs to feed the television. It seems like a demented concept that Glenn would capitalize on. And then when you think about Zeniths grazing at your grave, Jaguars grazing at your grave, the idea, the word grazing means to feed. So it, the TVs are eating probably your dead remains. So that's what it, that's what the interpretation of that is. Um, thoughts, questions, concerns, concepts, Rusty, anything? I like get, it. Anything I like it, man. It's, it's, it's like all the others so far, you know, there's, there's that one nugget or that one little right. thread or whatever. And uh, you know, I mean, he, he could have liked that, that, that one part, like you were saying, and then just sort of, you know, I don't know, took some liberties with the rest of it. You know, um, I, I think it's, it's highly plausible. Um, and then you go to the actual song real quick and it says, I mean, it's, you know what it is. It's like you said, the nugget is a jump off point for him to then write a whole song. So the song springs forth from the nugget. So perhaps this, he's reading that comic book and he's like, you know, the first two songs on Static Age are sort of a commentary about TV. We're all blue from projection tubes. My eye, my eyeballs absorb only blue filtered light. And so it's this idea of this unhealthy relationship with TV and then which turns into a TV eating you. Please don't feed my television screen or that you are a sacrifice for the TV God. Yep. You know, um, and he's talking, he's injecting Prince Namor. I wish they'd put Prince Namor on the tube, meaning there was a series, there was a cartoon series um, with Prince Namor where it was the type of animation where everything's like still and then just the lips move. Uh, one of those types of uh, jobs. And, yeah. um, you know, it's a request. I wish they'd put Prince Namor on the tube. Hold on. I think I have to puke. There's a spot in the corner where I always go. I like to feed the flies that I know. But I, you know what's funny? I ne I've read, I've said that line a thousand times, and I've never, ever, ever thought to connect that line to that line. Hold on, I think I have to puke. That's just, I think that's just, you know, he's like, I need another line. What is it? Hold on, I think I have to puke. I don't think there's anything deep about that. But I never connected. Hold on, I think I have to puke. There's a spot in the corner where I always go, meaning he's going to go puke in the corner. And that he likes to feed the flies that he knows with the puke. I never, ever, in all my years of listening to the song, ever thought about that until just now. He's saying there's a spot. He saves a special spot in the corner where he always mm -hmm. go because he likes to feed the flies he knows with his vomit. But please don't feed my tele... Ah, now, what's interesting is the next line is, but please don't feed my television screen. Please don't feed my television screen. So he likes to feed the flies that he knows with his vomit, but don't feed my television screen because maybe it's the television will come and eat you. You'll become a TV casualty. Hey. Oh, shit. I like it. I like it. it. We cracked it wide open. <laughs> and then, and then there's this whole line here, which is one of my favorite, probably one of my favorite Glenn Danzig verses that he's ever written. Like if you say Jeff tomorrow, Jeff, what's your favorite Glenn Danzig verse? It's this one right here. Babies in prison, they call it a womb. Nine months the sentence, no parole. Slivers of steel stuck in your lungs. Breathe deep. We need a donor for blood. What are the slivers of steel that would be stuck in your lungs? Is that connected to the baby, um, you know, the, the baby in jail? 
I don't know. I, I, I was never able to make any connection with that unless they're, I don't know, maybe a lung brush or something, but still there's no connection to the, to the baby, you know, or a pregnancy. I, I, I couldn't make I, any, I don't know, but you know, it's uh, if I'd love to hear anybody, guys, I'd see all the comments stacked up. We're going to go through them. I'd love for anybody to weigh in on that. And then lastly, Jaguars, Cadillacs, Zenith, and Sony's. These are TV brands. Grazing at your grave. And what does grazing mean? Let's see what grazing at your grave. Look up grazing. Grazing means, hold on, it's searching. Grazing, grassland suitable for pasturage. Uh, eat grass in a field. So the TVs are either in an open field grazing on top of your grave. You've become a TV casualty and now you're, but you know what it is saying maybe is your baby's in prison. They call it them. So it's like you're born. hmm, Oh, oh, okay. Wait a minute. Breathe deep. We need a donor for blood is somehow connected to the idea of TV casualty. We need donors to become T we need to donate people to become TV casualties. And I don't know, something about birth and death. I don't know. Maybe the Um, breathing is not literally breathing, but like, you know, taking in the TV, you know, breathe deep, breathe, you know, like uh, slivers of steel stuck in your lungs. Maybe is that from maybe like the TV is consuming you. It's biting on you. The the slivers of steel are getting stuck in your lungs. Breathe deep. We need a donor for blood. I don't know, but in any case, it I love these two verses. I also love I wish they put Prince Namor on the tube. Hold on, I think I have to puke. There's a spot in the corner where I always go. I like to feel I just lo- I love this song. It's a great friggin' song. Obviously, you felt the connection to the song because you named your website after it. Yeah, yeah, I really like that's again, that's one of the earlier ones that uh, I'd heard. And also it had just sort of a nice rhythm to the name, tvgradually.com. Right. You know, um this uh, talking about these lyrics brings up um i've had this thought i wonder you know there's that story about um devil's whorehouse and uh, something about it's time for midnight masses and and jerry thought that's what glenn was saying and glenn's like right oh, yeah that's cool and you know yeah, yeah, yeah. whether or not all that's that true story. um I, I was listening to some uh of the demos of uh, metallica's justice for all yeah. And James Hetfield is just, you know, they're playing the song and the song sounds like fleshed out and perfect. But Hetfield is just going like, yeah, 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 ba, 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 ba. He's just sort of making noise, you right. know, to fit, yeah, you know. Yeah. Right, he wants know. to make it fit. Yeah. Right. And so I wonder if, you know, at times Glenn didn't do something very similar and just, you know, like, yeah, okay, I've got this line. Now I'm missing a line. What, what's going to rhyme? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hey, this sort of works. And it just, it doesn't really, uh, you know, it, it's not, there's not a, a hard connection to the material that he's writing about, but it's just sort of, hey, it fits. It sounds funny. It's catchy. And, you know, let, let's use it. This is the, this is that literally, <laughs> that is literally what I was just saying about Black Francis and the Pixies and like this idea of like, I live cement. I hate this street. Give dirt to me you know, caribou, caribou, repent, repent, knife me, let, let me knife it. He's like, it just sounds pretty. So I sang it, you know what I mean? Same concept, but yeah, you're right. It's very possible. And especially because they're early songs, especially because I think that the earlier songs are an attempt by Glenn's in Glenn's writing style to be more, he's trying to be more abstract. 
I think, than in later songs. He's more literal, but in early songs, maybe the last three years, he's a little bit more literal, but in those first three years, he is so abstract in some of the things that he's writing about and saying. And yeah. I think TV Casualty is a proof of that. Donald says, Creepy, Eerie, and Vampirella, published by Warren, that did Famous Monsters. They were everywhere in the 70s. Wow, Donald knows his comic book stuff. He's, he's well-versed. Uh, Peter says... TV casualty is about people's addiction to TV, but I'm sure he could have tied it into the creepy magazine as well. Yeah. I think that's overall, I think the creepy magazine might've been a, ju a jump off point and inspiration, but I think that the theme there, definitely you're so right, Pete TV casualty is about people's addictions to TV. Um, Peter says kind of like people's addictions to cell phones today. Exactly. I am a cell phone junkie. Uh, I, 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 my name is Jeff and I'm a cell phone junkie. Um, ill message says Glenn now lives in Lucy's old house in Los Feliz. I believe speaking of TV capture, that's right. Because I love Lucy. The intro plays uh, the outro in, in and out in the, the static fuzz. And he, that is true. He does. He does live there. Pat says the dawn of television era growing and it taking the lives of the youth. Hence the TV casualty. Pat, I love that. Pat, that's great. Really, really great. Good. Well done, sir. Raphael says he put the... Wow, he's selling the Los Feliz house. Is that the... Wait, is that the I Love Lucy house or is that the Bricks, the original Bricks house? I don't know which one you're referring to. Dagger says, it's like maximum overdrive. The machines come alive and we die and they live. I mean, that's another. That's definitely another way to look at it. Donald says all those movies he watched on Creature Feature addicted like I was. Me, man, me too. Um, Ballad of the Broken says babies in prison. They call it a room. Nine months since no parole. It's so funny to me. Yeah, dude, I love this line. I just think it's so. It's just so awesome. And you know, I, despite not being a musician, I've definitely written songs. I just do it. I can't explain it. And I always write it from a melody. I can't write like instrumental parts. So I write melodies with the lyrics and the lyrics. I always try to sound like Glenn Danzig writing on static age. When I write lyrics, I always go for that. I always think about this line babies in prison, like, like trying to think in that kind of abstract way. Cause I just think it's really freaking cool. Um, Donald, uh, Donald says Marvel superheroes have arrived. Uh, binging on soda and junk food, watching TV. Very true. Pod says he is the TV needing your blood. I like that. Didn't think about that. That's fun. Paul Seacrest, TVs brainwash people were sacrifices to the corporate world and consumerism. Totally possible themes. Um, Donald says being consumed by the monster culture he consumed. Ballad says, I think the babies in prison metaphor may come from some of his early poetry he did, like Bullet. And just decided to weave it into the song because it's clever and witty. You want to know something? I love that interpretation ballad. I think you're spot on. I bet you that's exactly what happened. He took some poetry and he's like, you know, uh, in a sentence of we're, we're dying by TVs, but we're born into prison. 